0: Welcome to Vetahumans Live, a podcast that highlights the role of Vetahumans. Vetahumans are human beings with superpowers who protect animal and public health. Another word or synonym for Vetahuman is veterinarian. Vetahumans come to exist and develop superpowers after overcoming extraordinary challenges like veterinary school, working in private practice, or even in a research lab, and of course, personal challenges. Once facing these challenges, the veta genes are activated and superpowers are expressed. Veta use their incredible superpowers to prevent threats to animal and public health. As veta humans, we prioritize sharing our whole stories and not just highlight reels. We aim to create a diverse, inclusive, and unified veterinary profession supporting each other and future veta humans in protecting human and public health. We have an amazing podcast season planned, but first let me introduce myself. I am New Dawn, a.k.a. Dr. Tiffany Lyle. I am a disease investigator, and in my day job, I am a veterinary anatomic pathologist. My superpowers are discovering the amazing features of the brain, sharing information that keeps people and animals healthy, and finding amazing scientific friends to identify and treat new germs. All right, everyone. Welcome to Veta Humans Live. I have a goat vet here, Dr. Alan Kennedy, and I am so excited to talk to him about his journey through veterinary medicine, um, what decisions worked best for him, what challenges he had to overcome. We'll learn also learn a, a little bit about him just from the fun side during our capes off section, and uh, ultimately we'll learn how he uses his powers for good. So Dr. Kennedy, welcome to Vetahumans humans Live.
1: Thank you, Dr. Al. I am uh, excited to be here and i um, looking forward to our conversation.
0: All right. Can you tell me, how did you come up with your superhero name, Goat Vet? I came up with
1: that because goats are my favorite animal on this planet to work with. Uh, goats are fun. Uh, they are mischievous. They're always looking to get into trouble uh they remind me a lot of uh of my nieces and nephews uh, growing up um so the name that they have especially baby goats of uh, kids is quite appropriate for them cuz kids certainly are uh, live entertainment and, that like is said, true do i uh, get into something
0: that is that is certainly true, so I, I guess that uh, that's part of the reason how you chose your favorite role as a veterinarian. I know you've had several different roles, but can you can you tell us how you how you came upon choosing your your favorite role as a veterinarian? And you can tell us about several if you if you'd like.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, when I was um, uh, growing up, I had no intentions of becoming a veterinarian. I uh, grew up, uh, and my father and my uh, parents and my family were uh, into concrete. My father was a concrete contractor. And I didn't like that. So I would jump on my mini bike after school and uh, ride to a uh, friend's uh, dairy farm. And I would uh, help milk cows take care of those dairy cows. And that's really what got me interested in uh, wanting to help animals. But uh, even more so pushed me towards my um, obvious uh, pursuit of the profession of veterinary medicine, which I hadn't intended on doing until after I graduated from high school, but working with those dairy cows, which was my original passion and what I had always planned on going into working with uh, dairy cattle was the thing that uh, drove me towards uh, becoming a veterinarian. But uh, once I uh, finished veterinary school at Tuskegee, um, I, I went and did an internship and saw probably more goats uh, you know, during my internship and then my residency during that first month of the residency than I had my entire time. So I realized that my longevity and ability to um, uh, stick around in this profession would uh, last and be a little uh, better for me in working with goats that say weren't as big as cows.
0: Oh Right, so
1: that's, uh, that's what got me interested. In so,
0: so, how did you, um, when you first had your experience with dairy cattle, had, had you, did you have any experience at all, or did you just try it and
1: learn learn on the
0: job? No,
1: it was on the job. I'm a, I, my brothers had also uh, done that uh, dairy um, farming as well, and it started out as milking cows. I was the person that was responsible primarily for uh, washing udders, um, keeping the cows clean, so that when they put the machine on that, uh, we weren't getting a lot of dirt in the milk. So it started out uh, there. And then I learned how to actually milk them. Um, at that point in time, we we're using machines it was not being done by hand. <laughs> we're past that stage. Uh, so I learned to uh, milk cows and then um, learning all the health components of uh, making sure that they were being fed properly, that they, uh, you know, had good, clean bedding and things of that nature. So that all of the products that we got from them were clean and healthy for us to consume as humans. So yeah. being that food animal veterinarian was the thing that I always pursued all the way through vet school, mainly because of that.
0: Wow, that's, that's really wonderful. Was there a, a mentor that you had in, in that um, first experience or in your intern, internship experience that you remember that really had an impact on you?
1: Uh, mainly the mentor that I had that um, had biggest impact on me was at veterinary school itself, uh, a um, faculty member at Tuskegee by the name of Dr. Kenneth Newkirk, who uh, was a, a large animal food animal veterinarian, and he himself really wasn't uh, the traditional uh, individual to go through and you know, grow up on a farm or anything like that. He uh, grew up in New Jersey, so <laughs> he had a similar background to me in working in construction, you know, or having family that did that and uh, I wasn't initially planning on doing large animals, uh, especially cows, but was drawn to it by uh, you know the passion and interests of uh, wanting, again, make sure that those animals that we use for food's sake had a good, healthy, happy quality of life before going on to uh, provide substance for us as humans. So uh, Dr. Ken Newkirk, who'd also done an internship at Tennessee, was my um, inspiration to go that pathway and uh, continue on towards uh, academia the way that I have.
0: Wonderful. So what do you do every day at work?
1: Wow. Okay. Well, every day at <laughs> work for me is uh, quite different each day. When I do my administrative work at the College of Veterinary Medicine as the Director for Diversity, it's mostly you know, all the uh, components of recruiting. I serve on our admissions committee at our College of Veterinary Medicine. Um, I uh, helped uh, do things to retain and support, uh, specifically, our, our students of color at our College of Veterinary Medicine, um, but I also um, work with other students that have that interest in my primary area of focus, which is the small ruminants and camelids. So I have student advisees that are also uh, interested in working with the small ruminants, being sheep and goats, mainly for me. And then the camelids, uh, which are llamas and alpacas. Uh, So, I um, provide them opportunities to come out and shadow me, uh, join me in my private practice uh, and working with these animals that they also uh, love and uh, desire to work on. Um, And that's pretty much how my typical uh, day and week, I shall say, goes. It's, you know, administration at our College of Veterinary Medicine, and then in the private practice, uh, usually I do most of my private practice routine work on Fridays and half days Saturdays. So that's okay. when I get to go out and relieve myself and enjoy being out in the in the field on the farm.
0: So you're in the office for about four days a week and then you're out in the field for about a day and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then um, are you visiting farms um, typically or also people? pets that people may have as, as small ruminants?
1: Yeah, it's mostly um, what I do is on a farm, house calls. So my um, mobile vehicle is my hospital on wheels, in a sense. I get to jump in my veterinary truck and drive to a person's house or their farm and see their uh, animals there. Now, I will say that most of the animals that I work on, and I use the word animal loosely because uh, most of the ones that I work on are actually pets and most people do want you call them their pet and animals. They <laughs> prefer you call it their beloved companions. So uh, the bulk of, and again, I say 75, 80% of uh, my patients that I work with are uh, considered to be companions or pets to people.
0: Okay. So I got another big veterinary medicine question for you. And that is what is the most exciting part about veterinary medicine to you about our field? Oh.
1: There are many um, exciting parts about the profession of veterinary medicine uh, for me. Getting a chance to you'll know, work with uh, young individuals, uh, those students that uh, have that interest in wanting to become veterinarians and you'll know, helping them achieve their goals of getting admitted into veterinary school and then seeing the things that they do after they graduate to go out and uh, pursue their dreams and uh, becoming the professionals that they do. Uh, That's a huge part of the pleasure and enjoyment that I have as a veterinarian, getting a chance to work with and mentor young individuals that want to go into this profession. But the other piece that connects with, again, uh, the uh, education component is educating my clients as well about uh, the profession of veterinary medicine and the things that go on that they have no ideas about that veterinarians do and showing them that. You know, people from all different types of backgrounds, uh, races, uh, creeds, you know, genders can can do this and uh, do the things that they want and need to have done to help their pets or their animals and the situations that they're calling upon us to to assist them. And then the third piece is watching those animals actually respond to the treatments and the therapeutic uh, regimens that we pick to. Uh, assist them when they have that uh, moment of need of veterinary care. And seeing how they respond and seeing them, you know, go from being quite ill to very healthy and happy. Uh, that, that's a very, very fulfilling um, part for me as a veterinarian to uh, see these things happen and to see that, wow, this actually works. <laughs> the medicine, the drugs, the therapy, all these things that we've been taught to do uh, as professionals when we put them in action, they actually work.
0: Yeah, no, that's wonderful, and, and truly a gift that your students are able to come with you um, a couple times a week and, and observe that. That's, that's really huge. So another question I have for you is, um, what challenge did you encounter earlier in your career or perhaps recently? Um, and, and what tools did you use that you uh, might have learned in life or in, as an undergraduate, in college, or perhaps in, in vet school to um, overcome
1: that challenge? Yeah, and I'd have to say the biggest challenge here recently, and I'm sure that many of my other colleagues have had to deal with, is dealing with the pandemic that we're experiencing right now with COVID. And understanding that even though our communities and our society are still at odds with addressing some of the issues around COVID that we as veterinarians are still out there and still expected to provide the services that we do in helping these animals in their times of need. So uh, still getting and agreeing to get individuals that uh, need to agree to my requirements as a professional uh, to provide services i.e wearing masks to protect myself and to protect others around, uh, my students, um, my patients as well, because again, we're still learning about uh, this particular disease and how it potentially may transfer or transmit to animals or from animals. So um, this has been a huge challenge. And again, we're gonna have more of these challenges that as professionals and in this um, wonderful profession of veterinary medicine uh, to address and deal with, but getting our clients to understand accept and um, respect, again, all of these things that we need as individuals providing the services that we do to their animals has uh, been a challenge, but also a, an educational piece that's been good for um, all of the people that I work with in society.
0: Okay. Well, well thank you. I mean, that's really important and, and so important for those of us up for me and for others listening to, to understand just different ways that we can um, approach and encounter and, and work our attitude when thinking about challenges. All right, now we're going to transition uh, at this point in the podcast to a, a, a little game, just a, a quick rapid fire game. And um, I just want to I'm gonna ask you a, a couple of quick questions. Uh, I'm going to start off pretty easy. And uh, just should be pretty. I, th- I think I might know the answer to a couple of them already, just from our conversation. Um, but I will, I will go ahead and kick it off. And also, just also from your alma maters, I, I might, I might know the answer to the first one. All right, so we're gonna play our game, Capes Off. Here we go. What is your favorite color? Green. Oh, green. I thought that was gonna be red or maroon from NC State or uh, Tuskegee. Green. Okay. Season, winter or summer?
1: Absolutely summer.
0: I was going to say, do you actually have a a true winter in North Carolina?
1: Uh, (laughs) Seems like variations on summer. uh, Five days of true winter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I think everybody can guess this. Favorite animal? (laughs) Goat. Okay. Uh, Favorite year in school, including um, college and veterinary school?
1: Oh, wow. Favorite year in school was probably high school senior.
0: Okay, great. And what's your favorite hobby? What do you enjoy to do for fun?
1: Well, I have two. Two favorite hobbies. Uh, My uh, first and most passionate one is fishing. I love fishing because I also love eating fish. I am a food animal vet, so I love making sure that those animals that I'm catching are healthy and taste good. Uh, But the other is playing golf. I love to play golf, and I try to travel a lot. Um, I travel a whole lot when before prior to COVID, and every place that I go, I try to either play golf or fish.
0: Okay, wonderful, bringing that balance to to your work life. Exactly. All right, <laughs> All right. and and as we wrap up, I have one final question for you. And as vetahumans, we all try to use our powers for good. So how do you use your powers for good in in your role as a veterinarian?
1: Well, the biggest use of um, my powers tends to happen when I am doing my administrative work and out representing the veterinary profession in in my role as a um, representative here at NC State being I mean, again their director for diversity there are not many veterinarians that look like me out there so when i can go and show people uh, in our society that veterinarians come in all different sizes shapes and colors and genders uh, that really has a major and i think lasting impact on them and their um, views on who veterinarians are what we do and how we go about doing things so uh That is uh, probably one of the biggest uses of uh, my uh, superpowers, I'd say, as I go vet, to go out and show again our uh, people around society and in the world for that matter, you know, that uh, veterinarians can do things that are amazing things that sometimes people don't think about when they think about us in the profession.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Kennedy. So glad that we had Dr. Alan Kennedy from NC State, the director of diversity and um, small ruminant veterinarian. So thank you all and tune in next time for Vetting Humans Live. Thank you, Tiffany.